Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. As the chimes echo away, delicious. <clears throat> Today is, I have no idea, Thursday, April 28th. And I am looking at my plant that I potted. The lobelia does not seem to be doing well. Why does lobelia always seem to not do well? It just dries out so quickly here. I have to pause you. Now that we are back outside, we have uh, Jeffy obsessively checking her plants. <laughs> All part of the brand here at First Cup of Coffee. I will endeavor not to do that. So, um, hope you all are having a wonderful week. My week's going pretty well. Uh, so far, knock on wood, I've no wood. Well, just a great thing. Oh, the arbor, knock on wood. I have been getting my 2,500 words on Storm Princess and the Raven King. Feels like it's going well. Um, yeah. So we'll see if we can sustain that, get that done in the next few weeks. Uh, been uploading the rebranded covers for, um, Sorceress Moons. They are, uh, so far I've gotten the first three books up that my formatter is getting me one per day. So they'll release starting tomorrow. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, yeah. So one reader commented about the pretty covers being gone. I mean, they're not gone. They're immortalized in history, but, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm trying to rebrand, uh, I'm trying to reach a new audience. And so, I mean, that's always a balance, right? You know, you try to reach new readers, but sometimes the old readers feel left behind old in a former sense, not an aged sense. Uh, she commented that, that these looked like male fantasy, which I thought was funny because I don't think they look like male fantasy. Uh, there's definitely a more masculine element to it. And Lonan's double bladed X is front and center, a consistent element for all the covers. And that's not to emphasize Lonan necessarily. One is it's a striking image. Um, and for me, partly symbolic of, of Araya's power as well. But, uh, yeah, she said, oh, well, the horses were gone and female elements were gone. And it was like, but they're, and dragons were gone, but they're not, they're still there. They're just more subtle elements. Um, there's the, uh, dragon's tail and dragon wings. There's, uh, the representation of the, the horse silhouette in the background. It's there if you look for it and Araya's hair and her magic which is really the, one of the most essential parts of Mariah. So, uh, but 
that's the thing is when you try to reach new readers you know you're trying i'm trying to reach people who who maybe haven't read my books at all before that's partly why i'm putting them in kindle unlimited because there's a lot of readers that only read on kindle unlimited as i talk about on here probably ad nauseum and uh yeah so i'm excited about it i'm i'm interested to see what happens it's an experiment sucking down the coffee this morning. I am going to write her coffee later this morning. So that'll be fun. First time in a few weeks. She'll be able to sit outside just like I'm sitting outside here this morning in the secret garden. Planning to do a lot of gardening this weekend. I have a lot of cleanup to get after here and it'll finally be nice enough to do that. I think we're supposed to have wind again this afternoon and tomorrow, but hopefully um, looking like the weekend should be pretty nice. So I watched the movie gifted um, with adorable Chris Evans and what's the little girl's name McKenna Grace Octavia Spencer is in it too. I always want to call her Octavia Butler which I think is funny (laughs) the actress not the writer maybe because I don't know that many Octavia's. not that I know her anyway I watched this movie because it was brought up at the Jack Williamson lectureship I know I keep referencing that but we had so many great conversations there and that movie had been recommended I think by Connie Willis and I had never seen it um what was it 2013 movie I'll link to it in the show notes maybe not even that old. Well, we won't look it up right now. Anyway, it's um, it's it's an amazing movie. I I loved watching this movie. It's about Chris Evans is this um, uncle who after the death of his sister is raising his niece who is seven at the time of the movie and he is living in is it Florida or South Carolina I think they say it's Florida um, repairing boats for a living. The script is so great um, it's really well written within a few moments of of like the opening scene of his conversation with this little girl um, her character is Mary you learn so much about them and they're arguing about whether or not she has to go to school and she's you could just tell by the way that she is debating this that she is really super smart and and he replies to her uh, there's just a couple of different things he says um, but one thing is he says we've already discussed this ad nauseum and she says uh, and she said what does as ad nauseum mean and he goes ah looks like somebody needs to go to school to learn some things and then later when he's having a conversation with her teacher who uh, is identifying Mary as a math prodigy which she is uh, and he says no she's just using the the Trachtenberg formula I think I have that correct 
to to do these multiplications it's not a big deal which he's putting her off because he knows it's a big deal uh, and you you put together very quickly that he is also a genius but is very deliberately not using his intellect uh, and we find out later that he had been teaching had been a professor of philosophy at Boston University and had quit after his sister died and and it's wonderful how these things are revealed why he's doing what he's doing and his sister was a math prodigy and his mother is a math prodigy and you know they want to have them go and work on these important you know unsolvable math problems which I've read some interesting essays on how on these like supposedly unsolvable problems and and what they really mean but it's a great device for for movies because otherwise it's like there's not a um, a tangible goal when you want to give like your genius character a tangible goal that they're striving for a math problem makes a lot more sense um, to an audience than I don't know what you know like writing the great novel or whatever it is whatever that means. I, I promise I won't go on a rant about what it means to write a great novel. So <laughs> tempting though it may be. So anyway uh, a lot of it is about him wanting her to grow up having a normal life um, and not suffer what her mother suffered by being treated as uh, by not getting to have a normal life and it really just it's it's a beautifully done movie it poses a lot of very interesting questions about if you have a talent um, or a genius even what that what responsibility do you owe to it um, if any. Yeah so I enjoyed that very much and uh, ad nauseum. I won't rant ad nauseum. I can't remember what it was. There's something else that he says that he uses some sort of um, word, you know, like a five dollar word or or something. I don't recall what, but very. They they do a nice job of revealing character through just how he behaves and and how he speaks, even though he is trying not to be this thing anymore. It's like inherent and, and in the same way it is in his niece. I also tried to watch Spencer um, about Princess Diana Lady Spencer played by uh, Kristen Stewart which I've been wanting to see for a long time and we ended up with this subscription to Hulu <laughs> which I want to say it was an accident you know it's sort of like oops I stumbled and tripped and fell into a subscription to Hulu. I think it was because David wanted to watch the Super Bowl and we were trying to figure out a way for him to watch the Super Bowl. So you know like we signed up for the month free and then got charged for it and then I was like how did I end up subscribed to Hulu which is I know entirely their scheme. So I canceled it but I'd already been charged so we have it for like 30 more days and when I canceled it you know they want to know my reasons for canceling and one of them on there said um, one of the options was too many ads and now I wish I could have checked too many ads because we've been watching some stuff on Hulu while we 
you know, since we paid for 30 more days of it <laughs> and the reader, there are too many ads. It, it just, um, I know this is, I'll probably just be saying this from now on my gen X thing, but it really pisses me off to pay for something that then also has ads. It's either you pay for it or you suffer through ads. You shouldn't have to do both. And I'm, I'm, I'm very bitter that the world has changed this people. <laughs> anyway, so I started watching this on Hulu cause I was like, oh, you know, cause David was, uh, he was napping and, uh, we'd already eaten dinner, or I was getting ready. I was cooking dinner and stuff. And I thought, oh, well I'll watch this cause I bet he won't want to. And, and then if I think he will, you know, I can always stop and start over. And it was, um, <laughs> discordant. What is up with that people? It's like they wanted to use all of this discordant jazz to show her mental breakdown, which was this necessary. And I even looked at the reviews to see if anyone else bitched about it and I didn't see any. Um, so maybe it's me. I thought Kristen Stewart did a great job. I thought she, although I thought she made Diana awfully diffident, which apparently like her bodyguard said that Kristen Stewart got her man, got Diana's mannerisms better than anyone else. But yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't care for her diffidence and I don't know. It was just so over the top. I thought, you know, it's, it takes place at Christmas at Sandringham, Sandringham palace and it's right before the divorce and all of this. And so of course things are going badly, but I just, I don't know. I didn't care for it. I, I'm not going to keep watching it. I didn't like how much of a victim she's portrayed as, um, maybe, maybe she rallies later in the movie, but, um, you know, I, I'm one of those people that, uh, you know, Diana, always my princess. I was always on her side, uh, against Camilla. And after watching this, it's like, Oh, I, I don't know. So there's my inarticulate review of that movie. Uh, maybe I could watch it muted with only closed captions. So I don't have to listen to that. I found the music so disturbing in a way that I didn't want to be disturbed. Uh, and then the other thing we started watching also on Hulu, too many ads, hashtag too many ads, uh, was, uh, Pam and Tommy about Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. And, uh, <laughs> it is really a delight. It has a lot of the same irreverence and, um, sort of storytelling gambits that they used in the dirt about Motley Crue. I'm sure Tommy Lee consulted heavily on this series. Apparently Pamela Anderson had nothing to do with it. Uh, so I'm sure he like used the same writers. I didn't look, but. I, he, he borrowed heavily from what made the dirt a charming movie to watch, which we've watched a couple times. Cause we've really, it's really fun if you haven't seen that. Um, but Pam and Tommy, or is it Tommy and Pam? I think it's Pam and Tommy. I'll link to it. Uh, is she is played by Lily James, who I just adore. Uh, ever since I saw her in Cinderella, I adore her and Tommy Lee 
is played by Sebastian Stan. And I now Stan, Sebastian Stan. I didn't really before, you know, like the whole Bucky thing, Winter Soldier never really floated my boat. But I'm getting I'm getting the mystique now. And it is wittily done. And my my only objection, man, that's probably a strong word. I think Lily James is doing a great job playing Pamela Anderson, but Lily James has this essential sweetness to her. She's, um, I don't know, she's lissom and has this artlessness to her personality that I don't know if it means that she's not a great actress, but she doesn't come across to me the same way Pamela Anderson always did. She doesn't come, she's um, not as brazen and confident in a way, even though she's trying to seem like that. It's just that Lily James has this, yeah, this artless wholesomeness to her. But anyway, it's a really interesting show and I'm enjoying that. And then I'm still finishing this book. I'm almost done now on uh, Elizabeth Barrett Browning and Robert Browning. And you know, it's, it's extraordinary. I don't read that much historical stuff unless it's historical romance. And I kind of fell off of reading those, but it's extraordinary to read about people living in Victorian times. And maybe this is just extraordinary for me because I haven't read tons of it, you know, like Jane Austen stuff, Regency stuff. Um, anyway, this, maybe it's because it's nonfiction, but the, um, the prevalence of disease is just extraordinary. How people are forever getting sick. And I've heard people reference this, you know, and talking about like with the pandemic that with the pandemic, talking about how they now understand why everyone in Victorian times, you know, writes letters about their health. It's, um, it's really interesting to, to read this and you know, like a child will get sick with gastric fever, uh, and then be dead by evening. And I looked up what gastric fever was and it was typhoid. And, and I guess I knew kind of distantly that, you know, of course, antibiotics weren't introduced yet, but they had cholera and typhoid and tuberculosis. I knew they had tuberculosis, but I mean, they were just, uh, you know, like with everything they ate and drank, they were risking death. You know, no wonder the Victorians had such a fascination with death because people could just die at the drop of a hat. And of course, Elizabeth Barrett Browning was not in great health for most of her life. And just the way she struggles with her health and at the end, it's sounding like probably a lot of depression just really is making me conscious of what a huge thing it is for us to be liberated from the ravages of disease in, you know, just, a, you know, like a hundred years that that changed so dramatically, uh, 
you know, and now we have all, all the anti-vaxxing stuff. It's such a luxury for people to, you know, not want to get vaccines because we don't have this thing where at any moment you could encounter the thing that kills you by nightfall. Um, definitely an interesting realignment of perspective for me. So, um, on that note, I'm going to go celebrate my good health, get my words done. Uh, hope you all have a wonderful Thursday and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.